Good morning. Welcome to our broadcast this morning. We welcome you. If you know someone who is not in church today, someone who needs uh, some encouragement, someone who needs to hear the Word of God, please send them a message right now. Invite them to join us. If you know someone who is struggling with an illness, a physical illness today, they're at home, you think they could use a little bit of encouragement from the Word of God, reach out to them. I'll give you a few moments to do that while we look at prayer requests for today. If you have prayer requests, you're welcome to share them with the viewing audience. You're welcome to uh, post them, if you will. Um, you're welcome to just say, I have an unspoken request. You're welcome to join us in prayer. You see, prayer is our opportunity to reach and touch the throne of God. It is our opportunity to reach out and have grace intervene in our life, much more than the general grace God gives this world today, a special grace that is called upon by the saints of God to touch hearts and lives, to bring lost souls to salvation, to bring the healing hand of God into the, into the suffering of what's going on in someone's life. You may know of someone in that situation or in that circumstance today. You yourself may be there. I want you to rest assured that God wants to hear your prayer. God wants to hear about your affliction. He already knows, but he wants to hear from you. He wants to touch your life. It may not be through a divine healing, but it may be through a divine peace and grace. Just as Paul had an affliction and he prayed three times that that affliction would be lifted, God denied it, but did say, my grace is sufficient. God's grace is sufficient. We're going to be in Mark chapter 5, and I'm going to be reading from verse 25 through 34 this morning, so I want you to take the opportunity to open your Bibles there, and as you find that place, I want to pray. I want to pray with all of you who have shared your request. I want to pray for all of those who have something on their heart today. I want to pray that God will touch each and every one of you through his word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege of opening your word today. Thank you for the privilege of being able to share it across a broadcast media into the hearts and into the lives of those that are around the world today. And Heavenly Father, we love you. And Lord, we pray and we reach out that you would touch hearts and lives today. There are those who are struggling with sickness and disease. There are those that are struggling with illness and injury. There are those that are struggling with addiction and affliction. And the Heavenly Father, I just want to bring them to you. You, and only you, can touch those hearts and those lives. You and only you can touch the medication 
in the minds of the physicians and the caregivers. Heavenly Father, I lift, those up. I lift up also today those that are lost, those who need Jesus as Lord and Savior. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would move hearts and lives to you for salvation today. As we move into your word, I trust that it would reach those whom you have appointed it to. I pray that it wouldn't return to you void, knowing that it will accomplish everything you have purposed it to do. Now, Heavenly Father, hide me behind the cross. Let not I be seen, but let your word be heard. And may Jesus be lifted up above all things. In his beautiful and precious name I pray. Amen. This morning, reading from verse 25, Mark chapter 5, we're going to revisit a story that many of you are very comfortable and very familiar with. And from that story, I want to reach your heart with some very important information from it. Something that can be applied. Applied to your life, your situation, your circumstance. So join me. Verse 25. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about to press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? When he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And when he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Well, this woman like many today, men and women alike, have some type of a physical issue that has been with them for many years. This woman for 12 years, some of you many more than that, some not quite that many, but nonetheless, you are dealing with a physical situation in your life just as she dealt with. She had, uh, she, she had went to the physicians. She had traveled about, who knows, how far exactly this dear woman had traveled seeking some comfort and seeking healing for her affliction. But she found none. We need to pay attention to her sickness and her search for a cure. We see that in verses 25 and 26. She suffered many things of many physicians. Modern medicine, as well as it is developed, still requires suffering. There is pain 
involved in a lot of the treatments that modern medicine provides for us today. And we will go through this suffering. We'll go through these treatments. We will hope and we will put all of our hope in modern medicine and science for a cure. And many, many times we come up short. We can't even find often adequate treatment for the symptoms that accompany the illnesses that we have. That's where this woman found herself. She had visited many physicians. She had spent everything that she had. How many of you today have exhausted all of your finances on health care? We constantly hear political battles about the cost of health care and how this is going to happen and how government is going to come to the rescue and how everything is going to be this copacetic free health care system and everybody is going to be healed of everything and there will be no more suffering. That may not be the word that they use, but that is certainly what they imply when they're running for political office. But yet nothing seems to change, does it? We seem to be spending everything that we have into an illness trying to seek a cure. Many people today are filing medical bankruptcy because of the medical cost incurred, because the health care systems are so uh, grievously in want of their money that they're willing to take everything a person has. Or at least threaten to do so. And I'm not trying to make a bad guy out of the government or make a bad guy out of the medical system. I'm simply stating the reality of the world that we find ourselves in today. It isn't any different than the world that this woman found herself in some 2,000 years ago. Things haven't changed a lot, have they? So if they haven't changed a great deal in 2,000 years, why do we keep putting all of our hope that there's going to be a change in four years or eight years? Why do we keep putting our, our hope in a change of a system that has made itself wealthy off of illness? That is the sickness in the search for a cure that this woman had. She had given everything she had. She had nothing more to give. Now isn't that the case in the situation that many of us find ourselves in? I know of people who wound up in a bad family situation. They the, the woman of the household, the mother of the household, had came down with cancer. And because of her illness, her daughter was living with a man in his house. They were not married. Because of the mother's condition, he asked them all to leave. They had nowhere to go. He threw them out. They went to a homeless shelter. 
While in the homeless shelter, the woman received treatment, and she got she got relieved of her cancer. She got cured of her cancer. The chemo worked. But while there, the daughter got cancer. And because of what the little bit they had, they wound up losing everything between the two women. Over time, she too became whole, became healed. They got back on their feet, but it took them about 10 years. And theirs was a good story. Theirs was a good ending. There are many that don't find that good ending. Not in science. Not in the reality of the world that we live in. But God, God has a solution. God plays a part in your life and in my life. He plays a part in our health. He plays a part in the opportunities that are available. And that's what I want us to see next. I want us to see in verses 27 through 29, her step of faith. When she had heard of Jesus. When she had heard of Jesus. You see, she didn't know of him until she heard of him. Somebody shared the good news of Jesus. Saint of God, I'm talking to those who are saved today. You are maybe sitting in church while this is being preached live, but maybe you're listening to it by means of recorded audio or video. How many people have you told of Jesus? How many people do you come in contact with on a daily basis that need to hear about Jesus? Maybe it's a physical matter. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's a spiritual matter. But nonetheless, God has placed them in your life so you can minister to them. And the first point of ministering to anyone is to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Share the good news that Jesus loves them, that Jesus cares about them. That Jesus died for them. That Jesus has something in store for them. Something wonderful. Something miraculous. Yes, when this woman heard of Jesus, she came into the press behind him. She joined those that were looking for him. Those that were wanting to be in his company. You see... There's a lot of people today that are looking for something. There's a great deal of people today who are looking for some type of a miracle in their life. The only thing is, they don't realize what they consider to be a miracle isn't what Jesus considers to be a miracle. You see, we got to get our thinking right on this. If we're going to live by faith, and we're going to approach Jesus by faith, then we've got to do it. It can't be faith plus medicine. 
It can't be faith plus science. It can't be faith plus the world. It can't be faith plus sin. No, no. It's got to be faith. And faith in Jesus alone. That doesn't mean we can't go to the doctor. That doesn't mean we can't take the medicine. And what it does mean, though, is that when we take it, we take it by faith that Christ is going to work through it and going to work His will. His will. Earlier in my introduction, I mentioned to you about Paul and his thorn in the flesh and how he was denied healing. But he was told, my grace is sufficient by the Lord. Some of you will be told the very same thing. Are you still willing to live by faith when Jesus says, my grace is sufficient? That's a reality check that we all have to face today. Every one of us. There are addicts who never get over the addiction, but they, by grace, are able to live without the drugs and the alcohol. There are people with cancer who never get over the cancer. But by grace, through God acting in medication, they are able to hold the symptoms in check. There are people living with heart disease who will never be cured of heart disease. But by grace, the medication is keeping it in check. There are people today who without any medical understanding will find themselves cured of a death sentence. If we're going to live by faith, we have to leave it in God's hands and we have to be willing to accept the end result of what God has placed in our lives and He's placed in front of us. What has God placed in front of your life? What has God placed for you and with you today? What has God placed in your life to direct, direct you, to lead you, to guide you? Search for it. Hear this woman knew in her heart if she could just touch Jesus. Some of you are saying right now, well, preacher, I can't touch Jesus because he's not here. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. You can touch Jesus through prayer. You can touch Jesus through faith. He is there at the right hand of the Father, forever making intercession for us, forever reaching out to us, forever touching our hearts and touching our lives. When the Bible says that I may touch but his clothes, Jesus was there physically. That was her, her application of her faith. Your application, my application, is touching Jesus through prayer. 
Do you really have faith in Jesus when you pray to him? That's a heavy question. But it is a real question. It is a question that we need to be asking ourselves. It is a question that we need to be dealing with inside of our own hearts and inside of our own lives, inside of our families, inside of our state, and inside of our nation today. Do we really have faith in Jesus or is it just words? This woman had nothing left but faith. How many of us truly have nothing left but faith? How many of us have truly nothing left but Jesus? He is there, but we have to have our faith in Him and Him alone. Does that mean we have to be living homeless in a tent city? No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean we lose anything or give up anything to be there. It means that regardless of what may be sitting in front of us, Jesus, Jesus is where we're at. Jesus is where we stand. Jesus is where we place our faith that he will touch medicine, that he will touch lives, that he will save souls, that he will fill in the blank. And he will do it his way. And in the process, we will see that result in our life. Or we will have the peace and comfort of knowing that what we are experiencing is Jesus. Her step of faith your step of faith. What does it look like? We know what hers looks like. What does your step of faith look like? And finally, in Jesus' assurance from verses 30 through 34, we find ourselves, Jesus knew. Jesus knew when she had touched him. Jesus asked, who touched my clothes? When we live by faith and we reach out to touch Jesus by prayer, he wants to know from you. He wants you to take that responsibility. You see, when Jesus asked, who touched my clothes, he knew he knew. Because when he turned around and when he asked the questions, the disciples are saying, Man, what are you talking about? Look at all these people. And you want me to tell you who touched you? But Jesus knew. Because he looked. Jesus and he, in 32, looked round about to see her that had done this thing. He looked at her in the eyes eye to eye and she knew she knew that he knew when we're on our knees in prayer 
does Jesus come to you in a way that you know he knows? That you know beyond a shadow of a doubt Jesus knows that it is you on a first name basis talking to him? That it is you coming to the throne of grace? He does. He does. But is your faith strong enough to where you know that he knows? That's where this is. It's very simple. When our faith is where it needs to be, we touch Jesus in heaven. And then he lets us know that he knows. And we receive that. That's what happened to her. Because the moment she realized that he knew, she began to tell him everything. Do you not think that's what Jesus wants from you and I today? When we realize that he truly knows that it's us talking to him, he wants us to tell him everything. Everything that's on our heart, everything that's in our life, everything that's concerning us, that's troubling us, he wants to know it all, everything. He already knows, but he wants us to tell him. He wants it to come from our heart to his heart. He wants us to know he wants our faith in him increased. Think about that for a moment. When she told him everything, it wasn't that he didn't already know it, but it increased her faith. It changed her life. It strengthened her confidence in Jesus. Whatever Jesus done, she was going to be content with. And Jesus looked at her and said, I make you whole? No. Jesus says, Thy faith, thy faith hath made thee whole. Faith in him. Her plague was gone. She was healed. But before any of that, Jesus said, go in peace. Go in peace. How many of us would improve our health today if we could just go in peace? How many of us could get rid of a bunch of medicine if we could go in peace? How many of us could get rid of some struggles in life if we could go in peace. How many of us could be whole of a bunch of things, of a bunch of health problems, of a bunch of stress, of a bunch of everything taking place if we could just go in peace? We can go in peace with Jesus and only Jesus. Can we understand that this morning? By faith, we go in peace. And by faith, we can be made whole. By faith. 
the same faith that worked for this woman can work in your life and my life. Am I here preaching health and wealth and prosperity? No, I am not. I am preaching faith in Jesus Christ and having peace in His presence in our life and letting that peace guide us and lead us and direct us. It is what made a difference in this woman's life. It is what will make a difference in your life. Finding faith and properly placing it at the feet of Jesus. That's where you need to be today. That's where I need to be today. We have a lot going on in this world. A lot of fear. A lot of anxiety. But we can go in peace. If we give it to Jesus. Will you give it to Jesus today? Whatever it is that's troubling you, whatever it is that you're struggling with, will you give it to Jesus? Will you go in faith? Maybe you're struggling with your salvation today. Maybe you know that you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Today is your day. Today, you are being called to repentance. Today, you need Jesus. You need to come to Him. You need to agree with Him that it is He and only He that can save you eternally from hell and that He, He died for you. Maybe you're struggling with a health problem today. I can't promise you that you will be healed of that health problem. But I can promise you, if you will come to Jesus in true, pure faith, you will find peace with it. You will find peace to be where he wants you to be right now. Whatever it is, whether it's the addiction, whether it's the affliction, whether it's the money problems, whether it's the marriage problems, Whatever it may be that has your life in turmoil, you can find peace in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray for those watching today. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you'll touch their hearts and their lives. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will move in their situation and circumstances. Lord, I pray, first of all, that you'll move in their life and they will come to you in faith. They will come to you in faith in a way that will be satisfying to you in a way that you will reach out to them and you will meet that faith. Heavenly Father, there are souls that need to be saved. There are lives that need to be changed. There are weak Christians that need to be strengthened. Heavenly Father, there are many needs that are out there today. Lord, you know what's in all of our lives. You know what we need the most. Lord God, I pray that we would find faith to meet you where you are. Heavenly Father, I pray for each one that hears this message. Now, Heavenly Father, I pray that you would touch their hearts and their lives as only you can. In Jesus' name I pray. 
Amen. I want to thank you for joining us today. I want to ask that you'll remember each other in prayer. I want to ask that you'll remember your pastors, your churches, your family. God loves you. So do we. Until next time, may God bless you is my prayer. So long.